This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you're Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say to that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are a part of DailyThunder.com and also Almighty Baller Radio. You can listen to us on Dash Radio on Saturday afternoons. And with me today, John Ham. The ham is hot today, John. <laughs> it, it is mildly warm, at least. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we're going to do another handbag. Yep. And we will start... Well, first of all, I need to express my jealousy for the San Antonio Spurs fans uh, because, no, I, yeah, I mean, they get to—they've gotten to watch Manu all these years, and <laughs> I just—I just want an opportunity to be a fan of a team like that. But I know how incredibly rare that is. But that game that he had last night was just unreal. Yeah, just a complete throwback. It was so fun. That block that he had, the drive on Clint Capella, man. Uh, yeah. I, I love Manu. He's so fun. Uh, I do too. Let's, uh, let's get into some Twitter questions. Uh, this is from at Caleb underscore Jones underscore. What do you want to be more right? Big baby when he said that, said Blake to OKC or perk when he said Hayward to OKC. Uh, coming from players and validity. So he wants to know how valid these things are. I think we can talk about that first. Uh, I'd say that it's like probably not valid at all. <laughs> right, right. I, it, it's pretty much a long shot, very much a long shot. So uh, I, I wrote about this some yesterday on on Daily Thunder, did a little Q&A, mm-hmm. and I even, I even forgot to throw in a Q because I had a lot of people hit me up, what about a sign-in trade? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, Technically, that is a way to get, you know, one of those guys. But mm-hmm. um, then you have to start thinking about, you know, why would the Clippers just go, okay, well, we'll trade you to Oklahoma City. Or, you know, <laughs> why would the Jazz say, well, all right, we'll send you to Oklahoma City. I mean, right. it, it would take some it would take some dynamics. Uh, it would take one of those guys, like, going in and saying, I want to go to Oklahoma City, but if you don't, I'm going to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically playing a, a, a big bluff game. Um, so, yeah, uh, not impossible, but not you know, anything that's probably, like, super realistic. Yeah, and you're right. It would have to be, we, we're. I'm not even considering coming back to the Clippers, or I'm not even considering coming right. back to the Jazz. And you guys might want to get something in exchange for me, and here's a team that I would like to go to. And right. That's... There's a lot of ifs to get to. <laughs> you're, yeah. counting, you're counting and, a lot of ifs. Yeah, exactly. And this is why in, in Presti's exit interview, he made a comment about, you know, it would take someone expressing interest to them, which what mm-hmm. Sam was basically saying is, 
if Blake Griffin's, you know, if, if they reach out and say, hey, we're interested in coming to Oklahoma City, well, then that changes things. You know, then they can, you know, they can see what it would take to actually make that happen. But, uh, yeah, because uh, like you said, there are just so many, so many other things that would have to fall in line. Yep. Uh, who would you want if you had the choice, if you, John Hamm, got to choose the fate of the Thunder and you got to choose Blake or Gordon Hayward, who would you choose? This is this is going to sound strange to some people right off the bat, but I would go for Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I think that my initially and maybe a year ago I would have said Blake. Um, yeah, but it's Hayward. I mean, there's and there's a lot of reasons why. Just the way that the league is moving, uh, Hayward can play some four, and he is for sure a three. And the Thunder need a three really, really badly and it allows the thunder to do a lot of things that they wanted to do uh they want to play andre robertson at the two they want to bring oladipo off the bench this would make that very possible uh hayward's a great defender and he can create his own shot and he doesn't have a crazy injury history um like blake does and i mean right griffin is he's very good i mean he is a star nba player and there's not a lot of guys like him out there, but I mean, yet he is out for the playoffs again. He can't, he's not playing because of an injury. And I know this isn't like his knee again, but still, there just comes a point in a guy's career where they just have too many injuries and they have to stop. And I think that that's way more likely with Blake over this next contract. Um, and I think Gordon Hayward sur- should surpass Blake in the NBA hierarchy over the next year. Um, he may not be there yet, but he is going to surpass him. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Gordon has a good shot to make an all-NBA team, whereas right. Griffin is not going to. So, uh, yeah, that just kind of shows you. I mean, it's a potential buy-low opportunity for someone on Griffin, perhaps, but mm-hmm. – uh, yeah, for all those reasons you mentioned, Gordon makes a whole lot more sense. I mean, not just in Oklahoma City, but probably elsewhere in the league if they're trying to decide between those two. Yeah, just I mean, just watch the game last night. I mean, the the Spurs were forced to play small, and they had wings with LaMarcus Aldridge and Patty Mills. And even, mm-hmm. even whenever Kawhi went out, like that was still their strategy, even though that they have talent at the big position – uh, the way that the league is moving is toward more wing-heavy, switch-heavy, three-point shooting guys. Uh, and Blake has shot the three um, pretty well over the past year, but you'd rather have Hayward, and he would be a, a really nice fit here. But, again, going back to the first part of this question, not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> not, not likely to happen. Uh, let's go to question from bunch bunch of numbers. Sorry, I don't know why that took me a long time to read. Uh, best chance of winning a title in the next ten years: sign Russ to an extension or blow it up and trade Russ. Number one. Yeah, I mean, if if you've got the superstar, then you're halfway there. Right. Right. So, you know, yeah, like the, the the largest stumbling block is already accomplished. Now, I understand, you know, if you're talking about trading Russ for multiple assets and, 
you know, over the next 10 years, could you, could you stumble into a superstar? Sure. That's a possibility. But, uh, I, if you, if you're at this point and let's say Russ has got, you know, another, another five years of, you know, prime superstardom left, um, before he kind of, you know, goes into like Dwayne Wade sort sort of mode where he's still really good. Just can't, you know, do it like every night. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you've got the one superstar, you're halfway there. Basically, just you know, keep moving along and and wait until the next uh, potential you know star pops up that you can get. Mm-hmm. Here's the counterpoint: Golden State stays together for the next five years. No one yeah, can that. win a title in the next five years, and I mean that's that's a real possibility, and. If we're talking about winning a title, I mean, maybe when that Golden State team goes away, there would be a better chance for other teams to win because it seems like that this might, I mean, people don't realize how crazy it is that this Golden State team is even together and it will be likely Mm -hmm. impossible for a team to ever be this talented maybe ever again. Uh, The circumstances that lined up perfectly for them are incredibly unique and probably like a one in a million chance and probably won't ever happen again. So there is the logic that you're better off to just try to get as young as you can and then let your young guys get into their primes. And then maybe by the time that those guys are in their primes, Golden State's done. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, but if I'm Sam Presti, I'm keeping Russ. I think that you don't you don't know. I mean, there could be a massive injury to a guy like Stephen Curry to end his career in a year. The same thing for Durant, yeah. who has had a ton of injuries. I mean, in 2011, even 2010, it seemed like wow, the Lakers are going to be good for a long time. You know, Lamar Odom's not that old, and Andrew Bynum's coming into his prime. You know, Powell is still amazing, I and mean, that fell apart quick. Um, so you just don't know. I don't foresee a, a similar thing happening to the Warriors because they are all in their like beginning part of their prime. Uh, but you just you just don't know. And I think a lot of times you have to go with certainty um, as an NBA team. And for certain, Russell Westbrook is a franchise player. He is the MVP. He's one of the most exciting players in the NBA. And I would love to see Sam Presti get a chance to build around him and see what they can do. Yeah. And, I mean, to your point as well, there was this team that, like, between 2010, like, 2012, had all these young superstars, was a really young team, made the NBA Finals, and people thought, oh, my God, you know, they're going to be back here every year. Um, that, that team was here in Oklahoma City. Uh, and he, you just never know. I mean, that one – you know, for, for whatever reason you want to blame for that team, not doing that year after year, you got to admit that injuries played a pretty big part in that. Not, um, you know, n- not, not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. There are some things, if it's out of your control, I mean, what, what can you do? Right. Yeah. Um, this is sort of like the, the bulls in the nineties. I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone knew they were dominant, but like the Knicks and Pacers didn't say, well, all right, we're just going to pack it in. You know, like not, you know, 28 teams in the league can't tank simultaneously. Right. (laughs) So so some teams are going to, you know, again, just just try to stay afloat, 
try to look for ways to uh, to continue to get better. And yeah, it, 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 things that are out of your control, they're just going to happen, and hopefully, you can capitalize on them. Mm-hmm. A package that you would consider for Russ would probably be a Celtics package that, let's say, after the lottery, we see that the Celtics get the number one pick. It would have to be that number one pick plus the 2018 Nets pick, uh, plus Jalen Brown, uh, and then plus Terry Rozier and, you know, maybe Avery Bradley. And, like, that's a package that you'd look at and you'd be like, okay. That's a package that you could see the Thunder maybe rising up after five, after five years. Um, but yeah. it's going to take a while. And that would you'd have to have extreme faith that Markel Fultz can be who everybody says he is. And those guys don't always turn out to be the guys that they say that that people say they're going to be. And so it's a massive risk. Uh, but that's a package sure. that I would that I would take a risk on um, if I were the Thunder. But I don't even know if that's available. That they, they the Celtics may not even make that anything like that available. Um, but if the Thunder, if Russ does decide to decline his extension uh that would be something that the thunder should ask for for russell and that's the kind of big package that they should be getting for russell if he does decide to move on and that and that's what i say i mean we'll we'll see the draft lottery next tuesday i mean if the lakers wind up keeping their pick this year and in 2019 suddenly they're in the running Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly they've got a lot of assets. If they lose their pick, suddenly Philadelphia has a lot more that they could step up and try to offer. So, yeah, there are some uh, there are some intriguing packages that could form out there. But you know, like I say, um, all things all, all things being equal, I, I, I'm sticking with what I've got and and moving forward from there. Yep, same here. Uh, from at OK Love Zero, Kendrick Perkins in the know. Or a binger of fake news. What do you think? So this is in, in reference to Perkins on TNT a few nights ago said that Russ and Katie are talking again and that he wouldn't be surprised if Katie came back to Oklahoma. What are, what are your what are your general thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Perk is in the know, but that doesn't mean he's Nostradamus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I have I have no doubt that he still has relationships with Kevin and Russ, and mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of players, a, a lot of ex players, you know, still have a lot of contacts across the league. Um, but that doesn't mean that you know they're great forecasters. So, you know, maybe Perk, you know, heard something that made him think that, and, and I think Perk was talking about like years down the road, not this off season. I mean, I think he was he was right. talking about possibly years from now. Um, and yeah, I mean, years from now, you, you you never know. You just never know. But I I don't know. At this point, I'm I'm not too uh, I'm not too uh, excited or uh, you know optimistic about anything like that actually happening. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I really don't believe it. Uh, partially because I don't think it'll happen, and partially because I don't want to trick myself into thinking that it could happen. <laughs> Um, yeah i i really i i don't buy it and i even one i even question like russ and kd's conversation a little bit because i'm sure that after kd left okc i'm sure he would have told people that yeah i talked to russ about it before i left 
Um, but that was in like the form of a text message. And so it could have been mm-hmm. like KD sending a text to Russ saying like, congrats on getting the record. And then Russ saying, uh, TY, you know, I'm like, man, that was great. Man, I love, yeah. I loved that getting those two letters, you know, from, right. from Russell. It was just, it was really good. It was really healing for me. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, KD at this point, is under a lot of Golden State Warriors delusion. <laughs> and I think it's surrounding himself uh, with a guy, guy like Draymond Green, um, who I love <laughs> I love how TNT called him out last night. I'm sure everybody's seen this graphic of uh, Green and Kelly Olenek, and it has their list of technical fouls, ejections, um, and suspensions or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just great. Um, yeah. So it's, he's, a, he's a clown. That, that, that's all there is. He's a clown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and just, just logistically, let's say like four years from now that, you know, and, and who knows what the roster even looks like, but like LeBron came back to Cleveland and they could make it happen because like they still had Kyrie Irving on a rookie scale contract. Exactly. His extension hasn't had me kicked in. Like it was, it was fairly easy for them to dump some sorry players and create the cap room to sign LeBron. Right. Um, trying to pull that off, even a few years from now, trying to squeeze in like a $40 million Kevin Durant while also keeping Russ and also keeping some semblance of a team. Look, the reality is when Kevin Durant left, he left the best opportunity for this team to grow. Right. Because, you know, if he would have stayed, then you can, you know, exceed the cap to resign him. And obviously they planned on, you know, working out something to get Al Warford. But then you've got the young guys that then you can exceed the cap to resign them. Now to bring him back, you would have to gut so much of the team to sign him under the cap. So, you know, when he left, it's basically like, all right, well, you're gone. Mm-hmm. So that's, if those it, are some of my thoughts on it. If it's going to happen and the team be any semblance of a championship roster, it would have to be a trade, um, and the Warriors are not trading Kevin Durant. Like that's just not going to happen. No, um, you cannot. It's impossible to get equal value for Kevin Durant, um, and they're certainly not trading him back to the Thunder. So yeah, you can kiss that goodbye. I mean, I guess he could come back, kind of like Kevin Garnett came back to the Timberwolves when he's like 38 years old and barely able to play. <laughs> and like maybe right. that's when Durant comes back and he's like the Nick Collison of the thunder. And it's like, great. Right. Coming back now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I would want him back then. Okay. I'm done with that question, <laughs> John. I'm done talking about it. Done talking. Moving about on. It. Something that's not fake news is anchor down. This is the hot hand player of the week. Since there are no players this week, I guess we got to give it to perk for having all the hot takes this week about Russ and KD, about Gordon Hayward coming to the Thunder. Uh, that was some hot ham perk. And the Hot Ham Player of the Week is sponsored by, like I mentioned before, Anchor Down. You can go to Anchor Down. The weather is so nice, and their patio is just wide open, ready for you to come sit on it. You can get some pizza tots and a beer. Uh, if you like salads, they got a great salad. As always, they are a gourmet corn dog restaurant, so their corn dogs are always a great option. They've also got chili dogs that are great. 
just go check out Anchor Down. Great place to go hang out with some buds. You can watch the playoff games. You can watch Minor Ginobili just like destroy the world again on the patio of Anchor Down. Uh, it's a great place to just go hang out. Uh, they'll have the big screen on there. Uh, I know that it's disappointing to watch, not watch the Thunder there, but also just a great place to be as these summer nights um, come around. Just a great patio, and the inside is always great as well. So go check out Anchor Down. They're in Deep Deuce and down here on OKC. And uh, back to the show. This is from Dat Dude Rob. Mid-level exception is more if OKC is under the tax as opposed to taxpayer, correct? And then how much is OKC's? All right. So this, is, so what he's talking about is the mid-level exception. This is a tool that if if you're over the salary cap, teams can use to sign a free agent. Um, and, and because everything is needlessly complicated in the salary cap system, it's they offer a couple of different varieties. Um, and even then, they're a bit of a misnomer. Um, you know, one is it's kind of colloquially named like the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is a that assumes that your your team salary is in the in the luxury tax. Therefore, it's a smaller amount. You can sign a guy starting at like five point four million for up to three years. Um, or if you if, if you're if you're well enough under the luxury tax, you can use the non-taxpayer, which is you can sign a guy for up to four years, starting at um, uh, I think next season it's going to be like eight point four. Um, the the big difference here is if a team uses that non-taxpayer mid-level, then they are hard capped, meaning that their team salary cannot go over. It goes up to six million above the, the luxury tax line. Um, that's really the limitation: is you you are you are under a hard cap. You cannot exceed that hard cap at all. I mean, think NFL style. You know, under no circumstance can you exceed that 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 hard cap. Um, that also applies if you acquire a guy via sign and trade, then you're subject to the hard cap. Uh, if you use a smaller biannual exception, that also applies. Um, so, I mean, just to give you know a little bit of context here, like a few years ago, the Thunder signed Anthony Morrow using the taxpayer mid-level exception. You know, like. The, the, the taxpayer function of that, even though they were not a taxpayer at the time. They just utilized the smaller exceptions so they would not have to deal with the hard salary cap. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's about, I don't know, five consecutive minutes of me talking because, again, everything <laughs> is complicated. Um, but most likely, most likely, if, if the Thunder are going to use that exception, it's, they're, they're probably going to use the smaller one. Yeah. Uh, and and here's where it would be beneficial to kind of dump Cantor for a draft pick or for like a player and a draft pick um, to where they could possibly get under that and then maybe use that to sign a player like Darren Collison or somebody like that where you could get like a good role-playing point guard um, that could play alongside Russ and everything that we kind of talked about on Monday with, uh, with Michelle Barra where the Thunder need – they need a point guard, and they need one that can play alongside Russ. And Darren Collison's a guy that's played alongside uh, Chris Paul in more than one scenario. Um, and he's a guy I feel like the Thunder could go after. Where the, I mean, the Thunder could do a deal like Cantor for 
Costa Cufas uh, in Sacramento. And I'm trying to, I think that it, I think that that would work once everybody's opted out. Uh, the trade machine is a mess for, uh, for a little while. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like Rudy Gay's opting out. Tariq Evans is coming off the books. Uh, they're going to, they're going to have some Ben Macklemore. Who knows what's going to happen with him. Um, but if they can get enough under, even like a guy like Willie Cauley Stein, like maybe the Thunder, I, I like I like Willie Cauley Stein a lot. I think that he could be a modern day center, and he would be a great backup because he can defend. He can defend multiple positions. Um, if the if Sacramento is looking for a low post score, uh, he Cantor would be a great option for them. And I think Cauley Stein would be a great coming back to OKC. Um, and that could even be a three team trade or something where the Thunder give out Collie Stein and a pick. Um, and the Thunder give up their 21 and Dennis Cantor. <clears throat> something like that, I think, makes a lot of sense for both teams. And that way the Thunder shed a ton of salary um, and still have a productive player coming in and then plus a future asset or a pick this year or something. Um, I yeah, I mean, a lot of I, sense. I, I don't think Sam is going to just straight out salary dump. And it's Cantor. I mean, right. I, I think it's going to be something that brings back some talent that moves the team forward. And and, and another guy that I've had my eye on, I remember um, was uh, I remember the Phoenix game, the the horrible Phoenix game where Russ is trying to get the triple double and all that oh all, all that noise. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, that night, I'm 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 at the Patriarch in Edmond, you know, watching the game with mm-hmm. with Jerry Ramsey, getting ready, you know, for the post game show. And I'm like, man, I really like that Alan Williams. Yeah, and that's a guy that I mean he's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. I kind of think low key he could be a quality canter replacement, um, and like you know that that's a guy I've kind of I've kind of eyed for a while. Even if the Thunder don't get him, I think someone's going to pick him up this off season, and yeah, it, it's going to get a quality player for probably I, maybe the taxpayer uh, mid level, but I don't know. Some team may have to throw down like the full mid level to you know, maybe kind of scare Phoenix off. But that's a guy I like, too. Yeah, people don't know who he is. Alan Williams, he played for Phoenix. He uh, was a rookie this past year. He's 24, so he was a much older rookie. Uh, but he had a 19 PER. He averaged seven points and six boards per game. Uh, he's he's interesting for sure. And there's a lot of guys on Phoenix that are interesting, frankly, because who yeah. knows what they're going to do. I think that they probably look at their team and they're thinking about this coming pick as a part of their core. They're probably thinking about Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris, Devin Booker, of course, and TJ Warren. And they're probably like, those are our guys. And then everybody outside, who knows? I mean, they'd probably love to get rid of their top three paid players and Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Knight, and Tyson Chandler because they make no sense on this roster. Um, Right. So... Maybe they would do a, a trade that involved Cantor for, um, and I don't. I mean, I have no idea. Who knows? But the, I don't know. I, yeah. I, Alan just, Williams is interesting though because he's a definitely. I, I wish in, he was a little bit younger. Sure, I mean he's he's twenty four. Um, his per thirty six numbers are kind of eye popping, including the personal fouls. But anyway, <laughs> just. <laughs> Just, just sort of a name to kind of keep in mind this summer as, as you're seeing your know, transactions go by. Mm-hmm. And if they do trade Cantor, I think the key replacement for Cantor is already on the roster in Demonis Sabonis. Um, Most likely. And a guy yeah. that can 
if they want to have a big run the offense out of the post, Sabonis is probably more equipped to do that than Cantor was. And even though Cantor did that really well for like about a month, uh, mm-hmm. Sabonis has the skills to do it. Like he's got the skills to pass out of the post. Uh, it all depends on how he progresses and what his confidence is like. Uh, but if the Thunder want to do that with a guy where they run the offense out of the high post or the low post or mid post or whatever, they've got a guy that can do that in Sabonis. And um, maybe he's the backup center. And like you talked about, maybe Jeremy Grant starts at the four. Uh, Could be. Because, I, I mean, I don't I – th- I think that technically is a step back for the Thunder, but it also depends on who they can get. Maybe they can get a perimeter player. Maybe they can get a point guard that can score and create on their own. Uh, in which which case that changes a lot of things. So, yeah, uh, I think that there are solutions on the current roster too. That, but it would require a lot of development to happen this summer from both of those guys for them to step into those bigger roles. Because um, if yeah. if it were as is, uh, it would be a massive step back. But um, when you got these, you know, twenty one, twenty two year old guys, it it can happen where they kind of grow into their roles a little bit. Uh, okay. This is from at Austin Walsh for every player on the thunder. They are an asset, more value in a trade, a role player, more value on the team or a core player only trading for Dion. (laughs) Uh, okay. So the core pieces to me, I think there's, Russ, obviously. Um, Steven Adams is a core player. Who else would you consider a core player? I mean, just I, I, I would put Oladipo there. That doesn't mean he's not, you know, not, not movable, mm-hmm. but I kind of think that's how they, I, I think that's how the organization thinks of him. Yeah. There's one other guy that I'm considering for this, and I'm uh, Andre Robertson. Is Andre Robertson yeah. a core player? I, I think you can make a legit case for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Don't let the guys that are on the sports animal in the afternoons hear this, though, because they, <laughs> they won't like or it. Or any radio, any metro radio station. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, no radio stations listen to us. Um, okay. Uh, role player. Uh, as the roster is currently constructed and a scanter is probably at the top of that list, followed by Alex Abrinas. Um, mm-hmm. And then Jeremy. Grant. Although I mean, Abrinas is you know probably within a couple of years going to be one of those core members. So yeah, yeah. these these things move. Yeah, he there, and you're right. There are, there are guys that will move into the core that are on this roster. Yeah. I think that the the Thunder, if you were to ask them, they would expect Sabonis and Abrinas to move into the core. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, McDermott and Jeremy Grant are probably the other two guys. Um, that are a part of that group. Um, I, th- I I wonder if I mean Sabonis is probably more of an asset right now than he is a role player. Um, that can change quickly, um, right? But that's probably that's probably where I would guess that that's where he's at right now. Um, and then the Thunder have these. I mean, Todd Gibson's likely gone. The more I talk about him the more i think about him i just think that he's not going to be on the thunder's roster Um, yeah i tend to agree 
Uh, Kyle Singler, he he doesn't fit any of those categories. <laughs> Maj doesn't fit any of those categories. Josh Hustis doesn't fit any of those categories. Like they're not, they're definitely not an asset, not a role player, and for sure not a core yeah. player. <laughs> yeah, uh, like can, can you get a top fifty-five protected second-round pick for one of these guys? Probably not. So, which is all, you know, just sad. <laughs> it's just, yeah, kind of is. I mean, you have to give away a pick to get rid of any of those right. three at this point because they're dead weight, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty Nick, much. Nick Collison's oh. core player, obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Just in the fact that he, uh, I mean, he'll be here as long as he wants to be. Yeah. Uh, John, thanks for coming on the show today. We can follow you on Twitter at John M. Ham. We can listen to you locally in the franchise, and we can also listen to you on every Thunder podcast that's ever existed this week. <laughs> He's going pretty the, much. Going and, on the Thunder uh, Buddies this afternoon. So get ready for that to drop uh, if you're listening to this. Thunder Buddies this afternoon, and then uh, yeah, next week I'm the subject of Up and Vanished, and then the following week uh, S Town is doing a series on me. So I'm all over the podcast here. <laughs> Beautiful, John. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on Friday. <laughs> <laughs>